This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, December 15th, 2013. All I want for Christmas, what the family wanted. Good morning, Connection Community Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been (laughs) saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you for this day, a day that is full of possibilities. For some of us, a day that may be full of challenges. But God, it is your day, and you give us an opportunity to hook up with you, not only today, but all days. I would ask God that you would help us set aside any of those distractions that we might have right now that we could just give you a little bit of time, our attention, so that we might hear your word found in scripture. We pray this in the name of your son Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered said, amen. Amen. All I want for Christmas, um, two weeks ago we considered what the, the everyday people would have said in terms of what they wanted for Christmas. Last week we looked at what the leaders would have wanted. So what about the family? Um, Jesus' family, his mom, dad, what about his grandparents? Uh, what is it that the members of Jesus' family would have wanted for Christmas, that first Christmas? Well, let's start with Mary. We are turning to Luke chapter 1, where we hear what the Bible says about Mary In the sixth month of pregnancy of Mary's relative Elizabeth, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. Now when we hear that from an angel, watch out. (laughs) Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him to the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How how will this be, since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing, say it with me, is impossible impossible with with God. God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And so what did Mary want for Christmas? Well, before the angel came to her, Mary probably wanted to uh, enjoy planning for her wedding. You see, she was betrothed to Joseph. 
Betrothed in those days was very different than what we now call engagement. You see, marriages were arranged by parents. That just blows my mind. Can you imagine having absolutely no say? And that's how it was back then. In fact, that still is how it is in some parts of our world. There was a contract that was made, and it was deemed binding after the groom's parents paid a bride price. The couple was considered married, even though the actual ceremony and consummation of the marriage would not occur until up to a year afterwards. Mm. And so the time between that betrothal and the actual marriage ceremony was sort of a testing time for fidelity with the couple having little, if any, contact with each other, the betrothal could only be broken by two means. One would be by divorce or by the death of one of the partners. And um, when the agreement was made between the families, divorce normally was not the most desirable approach. Uh, If, though, if the wife or fiancé was thought to have been unfaithful, this would shame the husband and divorce would have been a typical choice. Such a breach of the agreement would have uh, far greater repercussions than simply a possible divorce, though, in that day and time, if a woman was unfaithful during either the betrothal or after the actual wedding, the punishment could be death by stoning, stoned to death. A little different world than we're accustomed to here, isn't it? So before the angel visited Mary, Mary was in the midst of this betrothal period of time. She was legally bound as though married, yet not engaging in any of the uh, relational activities that went along with that. She was planning and getting ready for her upcoming wedding. Now, when the angel of the Lord came to her, This idea of stoning might not have been right in the forefront of her brain because she's still trying to figure out how in the world did this get happen? How in the world did I conceive? It just didn't make sense to her. (laughs) So before the arrival of the angel, then Mary was probably dreaming of her upcoming wedding. That's what many girls do. After the angel... Her Christmas, w- Christmas, Christmas wish, <laughs> Christmas wish, Christmas wish. W- once she got over the initial shock and challenge of it all, her Christmas wish seemed simply that she would be faithful to whatever God had in store for her. As they shared in that uh, scripture lesson, there, she said to the angel, "Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word." Wow. Powerful, powerful uh, reaction there, especially when you consider that she was probably just 13 or 14 years old, which was a typical age for marriage in that time and place. Well, let's take a look at Joseph now. We find Joseph in the first chapter of Matthew. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved 
to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, say the words with me, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Say the rest, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. So what did Joseph want for Christmas? Well, before the news of the pregnancy, probably, he probably, like Mary, was preparing for the upcoming wedding. After finding out she was pregnant, his wish probably was that things could go back to the way they used to be, back to normal, whatever that is. My question's always been, how did Joseph come to the knowledge that Mary was pregnant? I can only figure that maybe she told him. Can you imagine what that conversation went like? Uh, Joe, Joey, Joseph, uh, I got something I got to tell you. I don't know how to tell you, so I'm just going to tell you. I'm pregnant. <laughs> no, 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 it's not that. No, Joe. <laughs> I haven't been with anyone. You know, not even you. <laughs> well, it's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, Joe, it was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Joe, it was the Holy Spirit. At least, at least that's what the angel said. <laughs> I know it doesn't make sense. I'm just telling you what, all I, what I was told. That's all I'm saying. Please don't be mad. And, uh, and on from there. Wow. Wow. That would have been a, a tough conversation to be on either end of, wouldn't it? Wow. And so, before... Joseph realized God's role in all of this, Joseph decided that he would quietly, he would quietly divorce her. Now, that is just actually amazing that he made that choice to be quiet about it. You know, in today's world, as soon as something happens, as soon as there's some hot topic either in our lives or, you know, we spew <laughs> it out over, you know, Facebook or Twitter, I mean, stuff travels so, so fast and we don't seem to have those kinds of uh, boundaries uh, much of the time, people would be having a field day with the social media on this one, that's for sure, keeping it quiet would be quite a challenge. And what if Joseph was a different kind of guy than he was? What if instead of wanting to just quietly divorce her so she wouldn't be shamed, what if he wanted the world to know so that he could get even with that woman who ruined his life? I can see it. Joseph and Mary on the Maury Povich show. <laughs> Waiting for the results of the test. Good news, Joe! You're not the dad! But wow, that's the most unusual DNA we've ever seen on this show. Wow. 
And if he really wanted to, 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 to get it, he'd take her to, to Jerry Springer. <laughs> they, they'd have a few people in a wrestling match on that one probably. Now, how do you know about all that? Somebody talked to me. Somebody yeah. told me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, or at least, if nothing else, He'd have to go on Dr. Phil to get a little direction, a little encouragement to how to deal with his newfound situation. Can you imagine? Mm. Well, that situation didn't take place today. <laughs> and Joseph wasn't the kind of guy who would do something like that. He was not the kind of guy who had a desire to make a public spectacle of the situation nor did he want to publicly humiliate Mary. Now that tells us a whole lot about a man who was being called by God to be the earthly father of the Savior of the world. That says a lot. Joseph chose to quietly end the engagement so to avoid the shame Shame for Mary, I'm sure some shame for himself. That is until the angel of the Lord visited him and told him what was going on and told him what to do. And he did it all. He did just what he was instructed to do. He was not only a just man, he was an obedient man. So what did Joseph want for Christmas? Well, he probably wanted safe travels because remember we talked last week that a census had been called by Caesar Augustus and so they had to travel to their home a lot of miles so that they could be accounted for for tax purposes. He probably wanted safe travel. Something else he may have wanted was that she wouldn't deliver on the way, on the road. That would have been pretty tough. All right, uh, probably the biggest thing that he wanted though was to be faithful be faithful and obedient be strong to what God had called him to which was a huge thing in the midst of all this public gossip and everything for him to just be faithful and focused on God's plan for their lives the family what about Jesus' grandparents? You know, you ever think about that? I wonder what he called, like his, was it Grandpop, Granddad, Poppy, Gramps? We don't get that, do we? You know what he called them. Probably didn't call his grandmother Ree. That's your name, right? Yeah. Very unusual that that happened. Um, his parent, uh, grandparents, Mary's parents, Joseph's parents. I wonder what they wanted for Christmas. It's interesting. They aren't even mentioned in the story, are they? They're not mentioned in the story, and yet... I'm sure they were very much a part of it. I mean, Mary is still living at home with her parents. They had to come a point where she had to tell them what was going on, and I wonder what they said. wonder how they handled the situation. And when she, when she started showing, there had to be talk around town. You know how that works. Talk around town. You know, talk like that travels fast. Hmm. Even in the pretext, pre-Twitter, pre-Facebook days, it moves fast, sometimes even faster, I think, than today. I wonder if Mary was the talk of the town, the talk of the neighborhood, and if so, I wonder how her parents handled that. Well, what about Joseph's parents? 
I mean, they had paid some good money for Mary. <laughs> there was a contract, remember? They had put an investment down for this marriage. We're not told that the angel visited the parents. Well, did, what did that scene look like? Did Mary and Joseph go together? Did they go separately? Um, Joseph's parents, their initial Christmas wish would have been probably much like Mary's parents, that they wished that it had never happened, that they could just go back, go back in time. But you know what? Mary and Joseph had real character. They were strong. They were faithful. Oftentimes when we see people like that, they get that from somewhere. So we're speculating, but it would seem that Mary and Joseph's parents were strong and faithful as well, that they had high character, that they poured into their kids. And so perhaps after the initial shock that they uh, received upon the news, they may have recognized that God was using Mary and Joseph in an extraordinary way. Funny thing is this, the parent's story must not have been that important, at least not in the big scheme of things. Otherwise, it would have been included in the story we find in Scripture. You know, when you read Scripture, you always got to ask, why is that in there? And other times, why isn't something in there? Um, even though it's interesting for us to kind of speculate on, think about, even though we might wonder what their reaction was or how they acted, the bottom line is it wasn't important enough for us to read about in the scriptures. In fact, other than Mary and Joseph, there's only one other family member whose story is included that's important enough for us to read about, and that's the story of Elizabeth. Let's talk about Elizabeth. Elizabeth was a relative of Mary's. We're not exactly sure, but she would seem to be a cousin on some level. And we read about Elizabeth's story in the book of Luke at the very beginning. Um, she was married to Zechariah, and Zechariah was a priest. They're described in the Bible as both being righteous people who kept all of God's commandments and walked blamelessly with the Lord. What a great description of these two people. But they were childless because Elizabeth was barren. She was unable to have children. So if they could have one Christmas wish, we wonder if their Christmas wish would be to have a child, which would seem kind of um, a long shot since they were both uh, older than you can be for that kind of thing. They were old. They were old. I was <laughs> trying was to barren. be gentle. Tough to have kids. But as we so often say here at Connection and throughout the scriptures we find it with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. And so while Zechariah is doing his priestly duties at the temple, an angel of the Lord appears to him and and tells him to not be afraid. There's that phrase again. When that happens, you better be heads up, because here it comes. Do not be afraid. She, he was told that his wife would bear him a son and that they were to call him John. 
The child would be very God-centered, leading many people to God and preparing them for the Lord. Well, Zechariah was a little skeptical. Be careful when you're skeptical when God says, fear not. Since he and his wife were both so old, so old he was a little skeptical. As a result, God muted him <laughs> from that point until the birth. Can you imagine being a priest <laughs> and not being able to talk? That's a, that would be an interesting challenge. But as God promised, Elizabeth did conceive and give birth to the one we know as John the Baptizer, or John the Baptist, who was the one who baptized Jesus at the beginning of his earthly ministry. I think Elizabeth and, and, and her husband, if you'd asked them back then, what was your, what's, your, what's your wish? I think they got exactly what they would have wished for in the, at the time of that first Christmas. Well, early in Elizabeth's pregnancy, Mary visited her. Here's what happened, Luke chapter 1. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Elizabeth had gotten her Christmas wish. She was pregnant. And through that, she knew that with God, again, all things are possible. And that's why she's so excited for Mary. She knows that Mary has been blessed beyond belief and called to carry Jesus, the very Son of God, and bring him into the world. It's Elizabeth who seems more excited than anyone that Mary is carrying the ultimate Christmas gift, the Lord, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Savior of the world. So with every message, we always get to this point. What about you? What does all of this have to do with you? Well, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? Are you as excited as Elizabeth? Are you excited to once again prepare for the coming, for the birth of Jesus Christ? Are you as convicted as Elizabeth that God is is a big God and can handle all of our stuff, that with God all things are possible and whatever we're going through, the challenges that just kind of beat us up one side and down the other, we think that we will never be able to come out of something. Maybe it's a relationship that is so dead and gone and you feel like you will never experience joy again. Or maybe it's a habit or hang-up or something that just has a grip on you and you just feel like you're bound in chains. Or maybe it's a big hole in your heart because you're hurting over something that has happened or transpired where you don't have any say in what's been going on. We all have struggles. Every single one of us has something in our lives that we are just wrestling with. And Elizabeth 
was convinced that with God all things are possible and that she would experience hope. That's what it is. It's hope. Are you like Elizabeth where, you know, it seemed that she would never have a baby. It's like, yeah, right. I am like too old for this. And then God shows up and takes over and changes everything. Are you like Elizabeth? All I want for Christmas. Are you then prepared for the greatest Christmas gift of all time? The gift of God in the flesh. We use the name Emmanuel, God with us face-to-face, person-to-person. You know, God wants to be face-to-face with each and every one of us. Are you prepared? Are you prepared for the greatest Christmas gift of all time, the, the gift of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who was born, lived, ministered for 30-plus years, was killed at the hands of uh, Pontius Pilate, hung on a cross, buried, came back from the dead, resurrected so that our sins might be forgiven and that we might get to travel through eternity with God even though we're yet sinners. Are you prepared to welcome that greatest gift into your life? You might say, well, I did that a long time ago. Okay. But you know, we get to welcome Jesus anew every day of our life, don't we? Are you prepared to do that? Or maybe you've never done that. Maybe you've said, "Eh, I've heard about that guy, Jesus, but I don't really know him. Are you prepared to welcome Jesus as he comes into the world? Are you ready to welcome him into your life? Is there a little, little tiny corner of your heart where there's space enough where you could say, okay, Jesus, come on in. I need you. I would encourage you to take a little time today and pray. Whether you've never done that or maybe you've done that a hundred or a thousand times. Say, Jesus, here I am. (laughs) And I need you. From your seat, from the steps, people back in the corner, they'd love to talk you through a prayer that would help you invite Jesus in. greatest gift of all time. What is it that you want for Christmas? Let's pray. Most holy God, I, uh, first of all, just thank you for the gift. I pray that each one here would know a relationship with Jesus. I pray today they'd be open to that relationship, whether for the first time or the hundredth or thousandth time. Thank you for the greatest gift of all time. You sharing your son so that we might live. I pray that this Christmas season will be a new beginning for each of us. I pray that each of us want for Christmas is a personal relationship with Jesus. It's, it's in your name, Christ, and in the power of the Holy Spirit that we pray. All Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. 
You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.